Excuse me, Chris. Uh, could I just get a quick comment on what happened out there? Oh, yeah. Uh, let's, I'll be right back, okay? You just stay here. Don't go anywhere. I'll be back. Welcome to Cheap Popcast episode number 59. This is the unprofessional podcast about professional wrestling. I am your host, WCW Hardcore Champion Dave Rudden. And I am the co-host, Henry Unified World Tag Team Champions Gilbert. And uh, yeah, we just watched uh, Night of Champions very recently. Better crowd than I, I, I thought that like this had the potential to be one of the most under-attended uh, uh, pay-per-views oh you mean was... internally like for us yeah yeah well that we got grim to show up and eat wings with us which yeah. mm, those are some good wings mm-hmm. i mean i'm now into the dry uh, rub ring uh, yeah you know what like those went through me pretty quickly so i might be, oh i might i see what you yeah yeah i well what i don't like about wings is that they're not very filling yeah that that's they it. just yeah that even though there are a lot of calories but you eat like eight of them you're like did i eat anything yeah i may as well just eat three more <laughs> Uh, so, yes, we watched Night of Champions. It was a very unsurprising show. Yeah. And not really any super great matches, but it never sucked. There's never anything that was bad about this pay-per-view. No. You know what? It never had... Yeah, there wasn't any match that, like, oh, this is an awful match. Yeah. And there's, there was nothing like that. And there were moments of greatness. Yeah. It could go down as an infamous pay-per-view for, for mm. one reason, but we'll get to that. All right, so let's uh, start, as we always do, from the very beginning mm-hmm. with the pre-show match, which was uh, Neville and the Lucha Dragons against Stardust and the Ascension. The Mountain Dew Kickstart yep. match? This was who I wanted to win. Like, this yep. was my prediction and who I thought should win. So, yeah, I think the Ascension is not doing anything. So they may as well just be the hired goons of yeah. of Stardust since they are doing nothing else. And they fit they fit thematically. Like, yeah. they're, they're face-painted, they're... Their bosses face painted, and Neville and Lucha Dragons are similar enough. Well, they're the high flying guys. Well, meanwhile, Stardust is just like I guess so such an enthralling personality, mm. like the Joker, I suppose, that he just ends up with yeah. goons who are like, we're not goofy or crazy, <laughs> but I guess we'll beat people up. I mean, and like, they needed to win to yeah. be a good to be a good combination. They couldn't lose. To the fucking Lucha Dragons. I like the Lucha Dragons. They just have not been booked well. Since I like they them. Like... And they they had an amazing start the night after yeah. WrestleMania, man. Especially Kalisto. I love Kalisto. He's great. But he's saddled with a guy yeah. who's not great. And it, I blame his mask. It's probably more his mask than anything else. Or that Hunico is just not a guy who trained in Lucha shit and has had to learn how to do it. But, yeah. Eh. Well, meanwhile, Neville, I feel like Neville was like, he was coming at that glass ceiling, and now he's he's hanging out with doofuses. He's yeah. not a doofus, and I don't think it's hurting him, but... The, well, what basically what WWE added once he got to the main roster, which is like, all right, wear a cape now. You're mm-hmm. a superhero. You're the man that fra- gravity forgot, so that's uh, you're almost that's like a superhero. power, yeah. yeah. Though he doesn't act like a superhero. He's like, no, yeah. I'm a man. I'm a, I'm a human man employed to wrestle. Yeah. That's me. 
But I guess I wear a cape. And he's still like he's rarely lost, but it's mm-hmm. just I think having yeah. Not he's, he's not great on the mic, so he doesn't like you don't really get invested in his mm-hmm. in his feuds, which is Well, he has sad. such a thick Geordie accent, man. And so that doesn't help him. And yeah, that he I didn't like that he took the pinfall in a match where the Lucha Dragons could wow. have very easily taken the pinfall. Yeah. He did get an overwhelmed pinfall and that he was beaten in like by three dudes at yeah. once, so fine. But and also nobody kicked out of his finisher, which mm. is good. That still hasn't it's still a protected finisher. Yeah. I do like that. I, uh but yeah, it was I don't know. Lucha Dragons. I, I'm hoping maybe Neville I don't know, maybe, this should just end and start us yeah. face somebody else. Neville needs to be out of this. Yeah, I almost want to see like who both sides could add for a Survivor Series match. Mm. I don't know if there are four more like really freaky people that add. Finn could sort of work. Yeah, Finn, but that I'd would be, be a waste for him to get called yeah. up for that. Anybody coming up at Survivor Survivor Series is nothing except yeah. for like the prologue to uh, to WrestleMania is basically what Survivor Series has yeah. become. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think that'd be yeah. a ways to. I mean, they could they could obviously they could easily just bring back our truth or have our truth in there. Like I'm a weirdo too, guys. Loop. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I did the splits. The on the other hand, like I don't want to see this go throughout October. There's nothing. No. It's not really. Interesting but what else is to... Stardust gonna do? I think Stardust should just fa- uh, point direct his villainy at somebody else. Yeah. You know, gee, who yeah. Ryback? Yeah. Let him start taking on Ryback to get Ryback out of. Uh, the Intercontinental Championship yeah. game. Well, speaking of that, the next match was the Intercontinental title match, Ryback against Kevin Owens. A real good but, opener. Yeah. Uh, a little bit slow, but I, I like mm-hmm. the, the psychology in the match with Ke- Kevin Owens working on Ryback's arm. Mm-hmm. That's also like, you know, Kevin Owens' best heelish move is to like, withhold his great moves and like yeah. be more methodical. That's how he's a bad guy to the fans. He's just yeah. like, I could make you cheer me. Especially I choose against to withhold. Yeah. It's kind of a, it's kind of like a BDSM thing of just like I'm holding it back. You yeah. don't get this. Like, <laughs> but yeah, but that he also needed to be there to like he had to be the guy to guide Ryback through a good match because I mm-hmm. it is I, okay. So I, I'm not saying that Ryback is as bad as like an indie wrestler or even like a fresh guy to NXT. Yeah. He is good. But he's not. He's he's just not great, and I don't yeah. think he ever will be at this point. It's it's a sad thing to say. He could hey prove me wrong, yeah. the Ryback. But <laughs> you're just a giant guy who can kind of move yeah. and cannot talk all that well. Like every Intercontinental Champion before him, his uh, the last decade, his icy reign had been a bust. Yeah, and he got injured during it, so yeah. that's sadding to gone the curse. for a month, missed a match on a pay per view, just like Daniel Bryan before yep. him. And then, who is he facing? Big Show, Snore, mm. and The Miz, the loseriest loser in Loser Town. Yeah. yeah, they. and then he could barely beat... He only pinned The Miz because he threw out the Giant. Yeah. Like, he didn't even get a legit pin on The Miz. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, meanwhile... So that belt was nothing to Ryback, other than just, like, a nice thing they could say. Like, he can, he can always now say, Intercontinental Champion, former Intercontinental Champion, Damn. Ryback. I did like Ryback was able to do some power moves, to, especially mm-hmm. with like a big dude. Yeah, like it didn't really. Work, I don't know. With Big Show, it's it's he'll do those power moves, but like you're watching like pure crap for the the ten minutes yeah. before. The same with his match against Kane, where it's like 
these guys are too slow together. Oh, that cheers at least, match. Yeah, Oof. at least with uh, you know Kevin Owens, there's some exciting elements, and mm-hmm. then those power moves still look great because it's against the guys. Because he's a guy who's like over 300 or whatever. So yeah. when he like deadlifts Kevin Owens. Yeah. With the arm that's been worked on for yeah. ten minutes. Well, see, like this and the the match later on, I'm willing to forgive. It's a, a rush of adrenaline, and it, yeah. it did figure into the finish where he was holding up for the shell shock. You know, if Kevin Owens has, had raked his eyes in normal circumstances, maybe he still would have been able to finish or it. Or he but would it's have like, held his arm. Compound. Or he yeah. wouldn't. His arm wouldn't have gotten as free. Yeah. yeah. Or he wouldn't have had the. So yeah, I think it figured into the finish much more than it does in a later yeah. match, but. I, I liked the psychology of it, though that one that one arm breaker move that's basically giving yourself a rock, rock bottom, yeah. that is a problem in, if in, in the WWE universe when it is accepted that if you fall on your back with someone's arm on top of you, you are supposed to be the more hurt one. Yeah, you know? but you could say it's like a bracing for impact thing. Like he I, knows he's falling down on his back, so he's ready for it, whereas okay. the rock bottom, well, you're not prepared wait a minute. for it. No, no, no. That that one doesn't work specifically with the rock bottom because it is a rare rock bottom. Rock doesn't wait five seconds after catching you, or two or three seconds after catching you. Like, oh, caught you with it? Yeah, Look but around. he's throwing you down. Boom. He's right. doing the momentum, whereas you're pulling yourself, so I don't okay, know, bracing yourself. fine, yeah, but still. There's something I... It's the same with those, like, reverse Russian leg sweeps and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I Or when a move is basically, like, giving yourself a suplex, yeah. it just doesn't make sense. Well, there was a match at the end of the night that broke the Irish whip. Uh, logic, so we can get to that bridge when uh, we reach kayfabe it. Kayfabe ruined forever. Yeah. <laughs> In the aftermath of this, I did see some cool pictures of Kevin Owens celebrating with his belt, yeah, and also him uh, taking a picture with Triple H. He got like photo bombed by uh, Scott Hall in the background, and mm. they're they're throwing up the Biz Cliz uh, uh. fingers. The well, the click fingers. Yeah. They. The bit, Bullet Club has stolen it from them, but yeah. Well, yeah, I saw like it was like a composite, like his picture when he won the NXT title mm-hmm. and this, and it's like that's not a bad year. I know, like he had an okay run against Cena, that then, was a uh, you know started out great and then kind of petered out, but like mm-hmm. this is still a really good. I mean, I, I think he started at the he's still December, winning these so, things, yeah. even when he's in. Yeah, actually, it's, it's been less than a year since he started at NXT, mm-hmm. you know, and. You read what the dirt sheets say and what he's even said in interviews, and I really do think it's like Triple H is watching out for him. I think I would bet Vince McMahon still thinks this is a fat guy in a t-shirt who's some indie ugly guy who will never be, we'll never sell toys of this guy to Mattel. This guy will never represent us in the, in the, um... I'll never put him on a cover of a game. Yeah. Oh, certainly not. (laughs) That still takes me back to like the... There was this cool, real quick side thing. There was this cool interview that uh, Daniel Bryan gave where he basically just said, you know, we're not making enough stars. Yeah. Somebody asked, why is Stone Cold on the cover of this when you guys got all these stars? He just says, because they don't trust to sell this with any of the current people other than John Cena, who was last year's guy. Mm-hmm. You know, they put Randy Orton on it a few years ago uh, for 12 from when they rebranded it uh, WWE. And even Randy Orton, I was just like, meh, Randy Orton, meh. Yeah. But that's when he was in that really meh time as a good guy. Like, Randy Orton is not... Though his stuff with Christian was Yeah, good, that was good. 2011, yeah. I remember... That was when I was just getting back into it. And I, uh, you and I had become bros by that point. Yep. And we were, at the, we were at SummerSlam. And he came out for the, uh, the roster reveal, Randy Orton did. And then he said Wait, something about how... This. 
I forget which diva it was, but it was one he'd like called a slut previously. Wow. And then, but then he had said on stage, like, you know, I'm a big fan of her guys. He also just like totally broke kayfabe and complained that Michael, that, this guy was being called McGillicuddy instead of Hennig. Well, let's move on to the next match. Uh, I hope for a long reign of the IC title with yeah. Kevin Owens. Yeah, for for one thing to break the curse, but also like I like the idea of Kevin Owens having his belt at the same time as John Cena having the U.S. title. And like, if in December they had a combination or a unification man. match, I just I want the yeah, IC belt to survive that unification. It's always meant more to me the U.S. title. Yeah, true. So the next matchup was Dolph Ziggler against Rusev. Yeah, I, last month was a really unsatisfying finish, so at least this one somebody won, but it was still yeah. kind of a fluky finish. And I have no idea if this angle's still going, but I kind of want it to just end. It's amazing how yeah. it's much it's made it soured me on Dolph Ziggler. It's just I know, yeah. Same, I was talking with Carolyn, even she was just like, uh, like she was saying her stock in Ziggler has fallen right now, and it... It is just like this crappy storyline. Like he's yeah. still himself on the internets, but yeah. he's this storyline has been garbage, man. And yeah. it's not just that it's like well, it is like he has no chemistry with Lana. Yeah. I do wonder So much of that she wasn't even there. Yes. And it didn't feel any different. But she broke her wrist. Like yeah. I, I don't know if you saw pictures of like yeah. the scar from her surgery Ugh. to fix it. It's it's not great. Yeah, it really but that's what happens when you train to be a wrestler in like late twenties, yep. you know? That's why we can never be wrestlers, oh, Dave. No. I, I know. Hey, that DDP the, became a wrestler. DDP late started at, at 33, just like Shit, me. Shit, I'm so. already late then. I can't yeah, do it. Yeah, too late. Well, though, yeah, DDP, <laughs> everybody says that DDP is great because he worked so hard and never gave up. Mm. And I agree with that. And I think he is like, he is the power of positive thinking. I do love that. Yeah. However, he was also Eric Bischoff's next door neighbor, and that, <laughs> and and was always a good friend of his. So you know that helps too. Yeah. Though I think that's another positive thing. Like he knew the right guys to be friends with. Yeah. But yeah, Dolph. Eh, at least he won with a zigzag, and it was like a guy did a finisher instead of a, a roll sneaky up roll or, up. Yeah. yeah. Which would be the or close an of the entire show. Yeah. Or an eye rake. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, these guys also don't have. They don't mesh well in the ring. Like they still mm. haven't had a really good match. Dolph's great at flopping around, and Rusev mm. is great at throwing people around. But for some reason, it just doesn't click with these two. Yeah. Ever since I've heard uh, on the Stone Cold podcast him complain that Ziggler overacts when he's hurt, and then that makes it worse when he's like, and now it's time for a spurt of attacks. That he just goes from like, oh, I'm unconscious and can barely walk. It's yeah. time for a dropkick. Ah! Yeah. It uh, and. Yeah, that's. I am starting to notice that more since I heard Stone Cold's complaint yeah. about that. But. I wonder if it is the angle because, like, Survivor Series last year where Rusev got eliminated, that mm. was cool. Yeah, and I think they had a, they had a match in NXT that was pretty good too. Uh, and which I, was actually Rusev's first actual loss anywhere. Wow. But once he got to WWE, they kind of tossed that, that out. Didn't happen. Didn't yeah. matter. Yeah. No way. The first loss he has is from John Cena. That's yeah. the only one that counts. Yes. No, I I actually think Rusev is great, and I hope that. They got to be careful with him because he really could be a dude for like the next five years, like a guy who could be part of their stuff for a long time. Yeah. They just got to be careful. And this is not being careful and putting him in this girlfriend if like, bullshit. If a foreign invader, what's the it's longest any of them that last? It's a difficult transition and he's already kind of done with it. And honestly, he should just be a good guy at this point yeah. and finish that transition. Yeah. But, I mean, like Yokozuna probably had the longest curve any like bad foreign yeah. guy but and that's also partially because he got lucky that like his the yokozuna story of being the bad foreign guy should have ended at the lex luger SummerSlam 
uh, countout victory, yeah. which was garbage. Yeah. But then Yokozuna got to keep it till 10, you know? Mm-hmm. And even after that, he was still around. The, was it not long after 10 that he befriended Owen? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then it was just the guy who stood on the apron for most of the match while mm-hmm. Owen did everything. And then. Well, because he was on his way to being 600 pounds. Yep. Like he. That's. It's a really sad tale of Yokozuna. Mm-hmm. And that, unlike other guys who was like. <clears throat> drugs or steroids or whatever for him it was just like you literally can't stop eating like you just so let's move on to the next match which was the tag team championship match yeah Uh, new day of the night for me man new day against the dudley boys great great comedy stuff it was the rufio hair yeah so that was all right first start with that rufio hair you saw Xavier, like, he had already just, like, flattened his hair, and he was, like, yeah. he had, like, a lion mane like, or something. He had, like, he Cat Williams like, hair. Yeah, Cat Williams hair, and he's, like, constantly, like, brushing it. Like, yeah. I loved that trick. So, for him, after, like, two weeks of that hair, he then gets it into the sculpted Rufio locks. And like, now he has to keep that for a while, I would guess, right? I guess or, so. Unless he got, for... like, extensions for the red parts. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I suppose he could just get his hair did a bunch of times and just that could be his gimmick of just like I have everybody else's hair stays the same all the time. But mine will change every three weeks. I also heard the theory that they're just transitioning him into a manager role. And so this is like this is another one of these things giving him extra accessories. Yeah. And uh, he has so many now. That trombone. Yeah. I mean, I like, that trombone. from, like, a depth chart perspective, he doesn't really have, like, the dynamic offense of the other two guys nah. in New Day. But you do, like, I, I, I like, like seeing I like him, get, like, sneak move. in for pins. That's yeah. like, that honor roll was great. I think it was two or three weeks ago it may have been smackdown or i can't remember but mm-hmm. basically got, got punched out of that by roman reigns during oh, a six-man awesome. tag match that is which awesome. was pretty rad yeah they uh, this is a whole separate thing but they need to give roman more ways since he only does one move or yeah. he only does so few moves they need to at least find interesting ways for yeah. him to do it it's like the rko with yeah it, 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 just doing it on its own is kind of like ugh. But when right, yeah. when you find out cool ways to like add it to a a match, then mm-hmm. then it's great because it is just an ace crusher. Like it's uh, it's nice yeah. for Randy. They got the night off again. But, yeah. uh, but anyway, yeah. The, Speaking the, of crusher, uh, Big E landing oof, right on oof. Bubba Ray's face. Poor Bubba Ray, man. Yeah. I I did feel bad. <laughs> if from you that. if you came from TNA and are over forty, this is not your night. No, it wasn't like that. Was a scary. I thought that would be the scariest moment. Like, cause like, yeah, his head moved the wrong way. Yeah. Like that. And, yeah, he looked like glassy eyed throughout mm-hmm. the. I can't, like he's able to do everything, so he wasn't so out of it. But I was yeah. just like, I wonder if this guy's concussed. He looks it. Well, he. Uh, if you've listened to interviews with him, he's very open. I'm like, I've been concussed a lot. Like yeah. it's it, he's another one. A lot of people. <laughs> another one for him is nothing. I'd say yeah. you're close to nothing. I do think. Though I think WWE now would be oh, would beg them. to differ. Like you got a concussion, uh, you're going to sit out for a while and may never come yeah. back. And if this say, is had, your, say hi to Daniel. Well, that's the problem for Daniel. That like that he's he's probably had like I bet based on reading his book, dozen a dozen or more undiagnosed concussions. Yeah. Just him just saying like. Yeah, I think I did get concussed. I can't remember but the rest of this match. it's time to wrestle ROH. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. time for another championship match. Oh, I guess my eardrum exploded. Whatever. <laughs> I'm Dan- I'm Brian Danielson. and yeah. But that's, that shit's coming up to catches up with you, man. It's sad. And yeah, I think they must have agreed to that move. <laughs> like, that's one of Biggie's big spots. Yeah, but, but 
I think that apron stuff that you don't see that much in most matches. I think, uh, yeah, it was just Bubba didn't know how to take it. I think it was. It might have been Big E because if you watch that replay, he goes further out than he usually does. Yeah, that's just, true. And it's it's a matter of inches. It's a I, big and difference. I and I was trying to get. I was trying to look for the behind the scenes signs of if Bubba was pissed off by that or angry yeah. or whatever. And the fact <clears> that he kicked out at one after that, I think, was the sign uh, he was just like. Hey, fuck you! This is not. I'm not giving you two on this. Like, I'm pissed off. And I need to tag in Devon to hit you hard a couple times, yeah. buddy. Uh, and you know what? Also, was worrisome in that match was them bringing up Barack Obama in yeah. Houston, Texas, and they're. I like this stuff. I love Save the Tables. I mm. think that is a hilarious idea, and uh, and them doing an actual real online petition is great, yeah. and hashtags and all that. They were walking around, and I was like, I knew Obama had been part of it on Twitter or them trying to get Obama. Oh, okay, <laughs> but I, I was just like, please don't say Obama. Like I, <laughs> I became one of those people who just is like, I don't want politics in my wrestling. But yeah, but I, they, I think I they, really didn't want them saying Obama to get a boo for Obama like that. Yeah, but they knew where they were. Like yes, Texas, they're not going to get a pop for Obama. So no, why not? Th- that's why I'm not cool with it. That <laughs> I, I'm just like, I, I, I like these that. guys should in in today's PG era. These guys should not be trading on the hate for the black president, the black team using hate for the black president to get booze. But you do you not think, like, if they were this over at WrestleMania, if they brought up Donald Trump in yeah. San Francisco, I think... Yeah, no, I... You're right. That situation would be reversed right. if they said, like, and you know who really loves us? Donald Trump. <laughs> Boo. He's going to make America great, not like how it's booty right now. <laughs> Well, yeah. if there's anything that's actually offensive about this match, mm-hmm. it is my biggest pet peeve in all of WWE when a champion retains by getting disqualified mm-hmm. and they do the announcement and say, <laughs> still champions, that's fine. But don't play their music because they music should win. only be played in the case of a, a win. If you beat down your opponent, that's okay. I, I'm willing to deal with that. But not just the, you're still champions, here's your music. Yeah, it sets a bad it sets a bad precedent in kayfabe, but it's also like mm, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, I also don't like that the uh, the way it ended was just it felt slightly lazier that they couldn't think of a more clever way to just do it of just like Xavier's on the outside and he, he it it just had video game logic of oh this we're about to lose the titles run in yeah. oh hey ref you gotta cause disqualification and it's over yay yeah. that's one of those also rules that would be big time if it was a big time mania match the ref would just go like no I'm throwing you out Xavier yeah. that's not a this was just an excuse to extend the feud yeah. the Dudleys are gonna get their 10th tag team wins unless like one of them murders somebody in between yeah. <laughs> now and then I hope that doesn't happen before this uh, hmm. post. But yeah, that and lastly, Xavier taking that table bump was pretty good. Yeah, and I like that they were shown to be completely hypocritical about tables. Yeah. Like just, they just went, waiting to get the upper hand, and then tables. They are pull back. out the own, their own table, and then Xavier's too busy celebrating. <laughs> he loves celebrating that much. Yeah. He doesn't. Uh, his yeah. convulsing was great. Yeah, it was also overacted that it was awesome. Yeah. Despite my announcement of hatred for this practice, we are going to go to break, and I'm going to play the New Day song, yeah. even though they won, but they lost Day. by disqualification. Uh, we'll New be right back Day. with the second half of Night of Champions. Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling will return after these messages. For your soon-to-be two-time champs, 
Hey, yes it is. What up, my Glip Glops? This is Cheap Podcast host Dave Rudden uh, talking about the most recent episode of Raw that followed up Night of Champions. Um, not a lot of huge surprises. Uh, Kane is probably going to be the next title contender, which, as we mentioned in the next segment, is fine because it's not going to be the main event with Undertaker versus Brock Lesnar atop the Hell in a Cell card. Uh, Paige had something of a heel turn, which... Um, which is different than the normal uh, Ladies Be Jealous routine. So that's good. Uh, also great to see Natalia back. Not so much to see Randy Orton come back after uh, kind of a short layoff. So I think uh, absence makes the heart grow fonder, and in his case it just wasn't quite enough. Uh, the New Day and Rusev against uh, Dolph Ziggler and the Dudley Boys was a, that was a good match and very entertaining to see Rusev added to the dynamic of the New Day. Cesaro losing to the Big Show. I get it. You have to you have to build up Big Show for uh, his match against Brock in MSG. And, uh, you know, Cesaro actually looked pretty damn good, so I'm not going to complain there. And John Cena retaining uh, his United States Championship. Um, if anything, I was a bit antsy that I was hoping that he would jump right into the Open Challenge. But uh, hopefully he will next week. But we got a pretty good main event uh, to boot. So kind of un- uneventful Raw. Even more surprising because uh, there's another show in t- in two weeks that they have to build up to, but hopefully things will pick up rather soon. And let me throw some quick plugs at you. Uh, you know that uh, Laser Time has a quintet of great shows that you should be listening to. Uh, Laser Time, I actually semi-hosted the most recent episode about shows that, that launched networks and that uh, sent networks in new directions like... Uh, MTV's first non-music show and HBO's first standard show. Uh, there's Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast. Uh, I'll be back on this week to talk about my most recent homework assignments. Vigim Apocalypse, I believe I'll be on this week about uh, the most influential Konami games in light of that company's perhaps end. BG Empire recently had its 100th episode, which I helped contribute to with my favorite song of all time, even though Chris said it was a bit... Uh, cliche. I don't care. I love uh, the DuckTales Moon theme. And of course, you know us, Cheap Podcast. Every other week, serving you up some uh, some light snark about professional wrestling. Uh, on top of all of that, and all of the articles that we do every week, uh, we do a top seven every Tuesday, a ranked list every Wednesday, uh, wrestler theme Friday, and assorted articles besides that. Uh, you know that we stream three days a week. Tuesday, it's new games and interesting uh, old games. Uh, Wednesday is the shit show where we play games that are actually pretty bad and just rag on them. And then Thursday, where we play the greatest Nintendo games. Copyright strikes be damned. And you get all of that, all of that, for free. But if you wanted to help support us, uh, go to patreon.com slash lasertime and... Depending on how much you donate, you you can get access to the first season of Talking Simpsons, a supplementary show where we discuss every episode of The Simpsons in order. Uh, there's also Bonus Time, which is Henry Christen, myself, uh, just shooting the breeze for an hour, talking about the most recent stuff and comments that have landed on Laser Time's various articles. And last but not least, there's the Monday Night Movies. At the $5 level, you get every week a new movie commentary that you can take part in live every 
Monday at 6 p.m. Pacific Time. If you donate at the $10 level, you get bi-weekly wrestling commentaries featuring yours truly and Henry Gilbert discussing some of the most uh, influential and important matches of all time in real time. He's so easy to sync with the WWE Network. Uh, speaking of WWE Network, we're going to let you get back to the rest of our discussion about Night of Champions. Bye. Welcome back to Cheap Podcast, episode number 59. We're getting into the second half of the Night of Champions card uh, with, I would put this up there with one of the best matches of the night, which was the WWE Divas Championship match, uh, Charlotte against Nikki Bella for the Divas Championship. Mm-hmm. Even though I liked the psychology, even though it ultimately didn't matter. I, yes. Though, I don't know. I, I, I If you use, if you're... What was it? Her, her leg was getting attacked the whole match, which was cool. I, I love how it was targeted. Like, a, a lot of the suplexes into the ropes, which is... Nikki was doing a great job of systematically targeting that leg yeah. like a pro wrestler would. Yeah. I did love that. And Charlotte is bendy enough that, like, the Boston Crabs and oh all that Oh, my God, great. yeah. That Boston, that half Boston Crab with the leg, like, almost touching Charlotte's head, that yeah. was amazing. That was great, but, okay... So here's a fact about Charlotte. She has two finishers. She has a figure eight and she has the natural thousand. selection. Yeah. And which one didn't she do there? The natural selection. And I worry she could have just won the match with that. But because her WWE character seems to only be I'm Ric Flair's daughter, mm-hmm. she, of course, has to win with Ric Flair's move. And look, it was beautiful seeing Ric Flair there. But like mm-hmm. Charlotte... In NXT, they were lighter on that stuff. I'm not saying Ric mm-hmm. Flair was definitely around in NXT. Yeah. But Charlotte she was for, there for her first uh, championship there, too, yeah. against Italian. Yeah. She was. He was. But still, like, he... I don't know. She had... I want her to have more character yeah. than, than than just, I'm Ric Flair's daughter. That's all. Yeah. yeah and, I mean, I wouldn't mind if, like, it was a burst of energy kind of thing that let her mm-hmm. do that figure eight, and then she was hobbling afterwards, but she kind of just, like... It went away, which was well, that's annoying from a selling perspective. When, when Rick wanted her to, when they did the Ric Flair walk, mm-hmm. she was selling her leg. Oh, like I, I did that. see that. That was good. It actually will like hurt to the video package later, but I think I think Rick would appreciate that of just like, yeah, you better sell that leg mm-hmm. afterwards. <laughs> like you you got hit in the leg for twenty minutes, you know. Yeah. 
I uh, so I also do love the the concept of Charlotte having the belt because she one hundred percent should. Mm-hmm. And in a perfect world, every wrestler who is not every diva who is not an NXT would go away now, and only mm-hmm. the NXT trained ladies would fight, and they would rename the title the Women's Championship. All those things would happen. Mm. Uh, I don't think this is that perfect world, and I definitely don't think that the stars of Total Divas will not be on Raw anymore. Yeah. That absolutely will not happen. Maybe they can just have separate stories, and the Bellas can, you know, have some story where they're having uh, mm. kissy faces with some other wrestler. Yeah. But has been like almost ten years since a Lunder plays through the title away. Like mm. that would be years, a good time. Twenty years. 20 years? Oh my god! Yes, twenty years. It's been almost twenty years since that happened, and that would be a good time to like. Yeah. Undo Divas title, bring back women's title. I know. But yeah, that, that that Divas championship was is. I hate that yeah. butterfly belt so much, man. And yeah, I just hope this transitions into like Paige, Sasha, or Becky challenging for Charlotte for the title. I feel bad for like Alicia Fox is good. Yeah, and I I do hate that the Divas division just seems to have flavors of the yeah. month that they even like. They they have to say, oh, everybody who's not from NXT who's on Total Divas, they're bad wrestlers. No, they are not. A lot of them aren't. Yeah. Sure, Cameron is, yes. Naomi's me, good, though. Naomi is good. Tamina Snuka sucks. Mm-hmm. But Total Divas, being on Total Divas does not make you a bad wrestler. But yeah. I think the the writers just go like, eh, we don't want to see the matches anymore. Just, you know, stand in the background mm-hmm. for a scene. Rosa Mendez, we still employ you for so, some reason. <laughs> Ava Marie, you're our. You're, mm-hmm. We want you to be the John Cena of this. Why? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you being popular? Obviously, this does not mean nearly as much as as it would have if it just happened back on Raw. Yeah. And I, and another one of my big pet peeves is like Stephanie coming out after Ugh. the Raw match saying, uh, "Sorry, Charlotte, because you didn't pin the correct person, which was not her fault. Nope. You don't win the match and you don't win the title. Where it's like she could like." And then she said, "Well, because of this, I'm making your your um, Night of Champions match uh, disqualification. You lose the title." And I thought, like, you have enough power to say, you're, "Restart the match." You're the authority, yeah. and you can restart a match because you're Stephanie McMahon. I just it was just like a WWE really wants that they don't that, want AJ that Lee accolade Evan. off yeah. of her list and onto the Bellas. And who knows? Like I, well, I, mean, I could see Charlotte or someone else breaking the record yeah, in a year or two. I could see that next year. Charlotte breaks the, the record. And I could also see, you know, yeah, Nikki Bella is, she is a superstar for them. Like she mm-hmm. is on everything. And also is like with John Cena. John Cena. <laughs> yes. She's on John Cena. That's a, I did a joke. So I said on Twitter, oh boy, I'm going to have to hear come on Nikki like 30 times because that is the only thing Brie Bella can say. Yeah. Come on, Nikki. And then uh, somebody replied on Twitter saying like, well, that's what John Cena does every night. <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. But any hoozles, I also do hate that this Divas Revolution did not need Stephanie McMahon in the slightest, mm. especially because she is an awesome bad guy in scenes on the same show where yeah. she is the force of good in the divas. It really just feels like uh, Steph being her father's daughter and just being egocentric enough to say like, no, I should be part of this too. I know I'm making the decisions behind the scenes, but the audience should know I'm doing it in front of them mm-hmm. as well. But again, I still love Steph 80% mm-hmm. of the time, but like when Steph and Trip were dancing with the new day, I yeah. love that scene. <laughs> They did the whitest, awkwardest mom dancing ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's move on to the next match, which was the six-man tag team match, the Wyatt family against uh, Roman Reigns and Dean Ambrose and their mystery partner, who turned out to be Chris Jericho. 
break the wall mm-hmm. damn <laughs> i do hate that countdown the countdown thing for his entrance tells you it's chris jericho immediately yeah, when if they would just go if they would just go to darkness and then break the yeah. wall damn they do that. that's what they did at royal rumble in <coughs> 2013 yeah. like dolph ziggler came out and proclaimed like i can beat everybody in this royal rumble send mm-hmm. out whoever i don't care and then boom pyro hits break the walls down no countdown like the countdown only works if he's like expected if he's Mm. unexpected then just jump right to break the walls down then you get the bigger pop i mean sure jericho plus countdowns is one of the best moments in raw history but doesn't have to every time yeah and And now it's 2015 so i was hoping that it would be daniel bryan that would have been a nice surprise but and that's what's slightly disappointing about jericho seeing him is just like it is still special to see yeah. Jericho, but it's not that special. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, it's not The Rock. It's You're, mm-hmm. you're not seeing The Rock. You're not seeing yeah. Stone I, Cold. I feel like or the, Rock, the Rock or Daniel Bryan, it would be a service for them to not advertise it ahead of time. Yes. Yeah. And, and like, my hope was it was Cesaro. Like, Cesaro, like, is not on the card, and he totally should be. But yeah. The one thing with Chris Jericho was, like, you immediately know, like, Okay, I know who's jobbing out in this match. Yep, yeah. he's easily he's he's already the sixth most least important person in this <laughs> ring. And Only because he, Braun Strowman has to be uh, set up as a as a as a real threat, which I'm worried about. Like, I really he just seems very Zeusy, and like, yeah. like it reminds me of like my, one of my least favorite eras of wrestling, where it was like none of no moves work on this guy. Yeah, he, and then you have to figure out his weakness, and it was just like by the end of the match, it was starting to look good because it was just like, yeah, just if you run headfirst into him like for five consecutive minutes mm-hmm. with everything you got, then you can knock him down. And then... so I didn't. Uh, so yeah, I also didn't like that Roman Reigns hit him with the same flurry of multiple super punches mm-hmm. to tr- get him down, yeah. which he did on Brock yeah. Lesnar. Like that should be saved for Brock. This guy. Uh, but but also I kind of like the old school style to his story with, mm. or to the presentation of Braun yeah. because it is like what Jerry Lawler you hear these I've heard these stories mm. in a million different like wrestling things of just Jerry Lawler finds a huge guy yeah and he's going to beat him in two months but until then he has to look unbeatable and so he says you never go on your back two months long don't you're never off your feet oh my god that sounds and, like a like a great gig like i don't have to fall at all for two months that's, yeah that and i just like a dream. fling other people on yeah. their head and then i get to be a big deal and fight jerry lawler yeah but then you lose jerry lawler and then you're gone and but but it can make somebody a star that's like what happened to kamala like yeah. that's how kamala was a star because of lawler like that and lawler loving the power of mystical yeah. africa uh, but anyway, yeah, I like that old school presentation for Strowman. Yeah. But the problem is, it's not a long term thing you can do with most wrestlers, unless you're Brock Lesnar, mm-hmm. who actually is like, I'm a man mountain, and I refuse to let myself be beaten and look bad when I am a killer. Uh, but Braun Strowman, I don't think, is in that position. So yeah. eventually, it, it reminds me of. Let me tell another quick old mm-hmm. story of what it reminds me of. Remember when Paul White, not yeah. Big Show, but yeah. Paul White came to town. And he was like, "Yep, I'm the unbeatable Mega Man. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm the new hired gun for Vince." Before WrestleMania even happened, he is pinned by a Stone Cold Stunner. Yeah. And once you answer the question of like, "Okay, this yeah. guy is big and tough," but if a finisher beats him, then the mystique is gone. I've yeah. seen him be beaten. It can happen. Well, if you want to talk about how like Big Show's 
entire like WWE career was started off on the wrong foot. His very first thing was where he was supposed to be interfering to help Vince McMahon win. He threw Stone Cold through a cage and yeah. made Stone Cold win, which was like, you can debut this guy at any point before WrestleMania. Don't debut him in the spot that makes him look like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Well, I think they, like he said, he nobody liked him when he got there because he yeah. was the WCW guy. And I don't know. Like, I don't I don't really like the uh, bear hug as a finisher. No. It's very I mean, slow. That's and, that yeah, that is, that is, yeah. Yeah. And that's Zeus. That is all Zeus. And he had that, like, really weird, messy kind of, like, he had Jericho up on shoulders and, like, flipped mm. him over. Didn't really look yeah, that Yeah, it was, I guess it was, like, sort of like a flapjack or, yeah. like, an old school Felt like something I'd have seen the Steiner brothers do back in the day. And it's an okay yeah. move, but yeah, this was another, that was another, it was a recurring theme this night. Even with Jericho, I was seeing like, here's this new guy, this mm-hmm. young guy who is picking up Jericho, which is like another national mm-hmm. living, le- national treasure, living mm-hmm. legend of pro wrestling. Be careful. And yeah. I was worried of like, yeah, was it that the... move doesn't look right, and I'm worried how this is fall is going to happen. Like, be careful with Jericho, man. You break him, it's over. <laughs> Moving on to a match with two comparatively young guys, uh, John Cena against Seth Rollins for the John United Cena States. Is nearing forty. Yeah, but he's a. Uh, I mean, he's proven that he can take like some nasty moves, including yeah. a knee to the face from Seth Rollins, and, and he still has and a comeback. Superman body. Yeah, like, yeah, it's. So this was the start of the Seth Rollins uh, hour. hour man, yeah. yeah, the the Iron Man match for Seth Rollins basically. So I think this maybe was the nah. This wasn't better than their match last month, but I would say it wasn't that, as screwy at least. No, but I would say in the ring it was maybe the match of the night, just performance wise. Yeah. Uh, and but we also knew the finale, and mm-hmm. I was thinking if Seth was really smart, like. Halfway through, he would have just said, "You know, I, I'm I'm just tapping yeah. out to this. Look, I need to preserve myself in this match with yeah. Sting. So, okay, yeah, ouch, the STF. Tap, tap, tap. Get your belt and leave. Get yeah. out of here. It's like uh, when people have an Iron Man match. It's, they'll explain like, okay, he tapped out early because he needs to preserve himself. Like that's mm-hmm. exactly what you know Seth should have done in this match. Um, I I'm, guess the story is he had more pride than brains at yeah. this point. Yeah, on a night of some like iffy moves." I'm glad that uh, John Cena's the flipping pile driver thing worked, worked yeah. out all the way. Yeah, but, but that is because like that Seth, move really depends on the the person the taking the, the dance partner doing yeah. the jump, and Seth is not going to fuck up a flip. Yeah, a like backflip. like Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens did a couple weeks ago and landed square on John Cena's head, and it's like consider the guy that you're doing this with, John, and mm-hmm. maybe don't do it. Maybe don't do it on a guy who has like 200 or has <laughs> like 40 pounds on you of fat in his gut, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was a real good match. I, uh, but once, and it had a couple moments that were like, oh, this is the, this is the part where shoulder block, shoulder block, mm-hmm. attempt punch, spin around, caught. Yeah. But you saw Seth started to take the punch and then hit a neck breaker. Mm-hmm. Like, that was great. And then oppositely, when it was, you can't see me. Time to be kicked in the head, and then, but then Cena catches his foot and turns it into something. I like. I like when they get out of that pattern and say, "I know what you're going to do. I know what you're going to mm-hmm. do." That was the best thing about Cena and CM Punk's chemistry because they both were like, "We both know what we're going to do, so we need yeah. to break out something new all the time." Yeah, I liked. And, uh, yeah, Seth had this weird like second rope uh, flip. Yeah, that, yeah. That worked out well. Well, and Cena did it like a fucking running Hurricane Rana, mm-hmm. which was nuts. But it, of course, eventually turned into like, and it's AA time. Boop, yep. I win. Yay. And then him doing an AA outside. Like, yeah. 
I wonder if that was just Seth showing off of like, no, beat the shit out of me before my yeah. match was done. Doesn't make John Cena look like a good guy. No, you, like the the right thing for Cena to do would be to get him back in the ring, but just grab him by the hair, throw him in the ring, and mm-hmm. then the match. Starts. And tell the ref, hey, start the match, ref. Yeah. But instead, doing your fucking finisher outside, yeah. which should be enough. If Sheamus had cashed in right then, he'd have won. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that was that was a bit ridiculous, yeah. but uh, a bit much. But mm-hmm. then again. John Cena's an asshole. Like, yeah. that's his character. I do. I hope... Um, I haven't seen Raw yet, but I do hope he reinstates the uh, the, the open challenge. Yeah. That had I think been that's, great. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why I was pulling for him to win, because mm-hmm. it was such a great thing, and that's really where he should lose. You know, lose the U.S. title for good is in that open challenge, just somebody, some surprise yeah. entrant. If, if, say, Finn Balor just mm-hmm. premiered and took it like that, that'd yeah. be great. But, and... Um, so let's move on to the final match of the night. Seth Rollins against Sting for the world title. At, at the very least, way better than Sting's WrestleMania match. Oh, my God, yeah. I think Sting was pretty much in it the whole time. Yeah. You know, I think he definitely was. It's just as long minutes. as a Cena match. And it was the, the one thing about the Cena match is that it started out slow. Yeah. But this one kind of started a bit faster, and Sting... To his credit, did some pretty crazy stuff for like a what a fifty six yeah, year old. I, I honestly think Sting did a lot of moves he didn't have to do just to show that he could. Yeah, he's like, and this was also him in sort of his hometown. I know he lives in Texas. I'm not sure exactly where, but mm-hmm. he's he's from Texas. I get that he wanted to show off and show like, and and he earned those. You still got a chance. Yeah, He'd, unlike uh, WrestleMania where it was like you just did a drop. Kick. Yeah, oh, you drop kicked him out of the ring and is now and you're now yeah. gasping for air. Yeah. You still got it. Yeah, yeah. no, that he. Started off with a stinger splash. He did He did the splash to the outside, which when he did it, I thought, like, you don't have to do this, please. Yeah. The Literally, table bump. The table just... bump, that was all kinds of fucked up because yeah. Seth is the one who should be taking the table bump on that, but I guess that was to go against our expectations. We figured Sting won't take the table bump. He's a fragile old man who really shouldn't do it. Yeah, but take the TVs out, for God's sake. Yeah, that he took a non... Like, they didn't do nothing to that Spanish announce table, yeah. and so he just... And that was the first scary... I thought that was going to be the scariest moment of the whole match because mm-hmm. I saw the ref checking his pulse. Like, yeah. he... It was discreet, but he grabbed his wrist and checked Sting's pulse. I was For what? Worried. Like, oh, he's dead. Like, I, what's the... What does the pulse tell you besides... If well, I was, I was reading some people saying that they think Sting, like, got the wind knocked out of him so mm-hmm. hard that he was like, check my pulse or, like, make sure I'm not having a heart attack or oh, something. He, I think he was... I think he was really that concerned with it because it just... And I would bet a flatback bump on a table to any person will yeah. can knock the wind out of you. And if you're 56, you saw like his matches in, in TNA about like eight years ago. Yeah. He was doing crazy shit he shouldn't be doing. And I think huh. maybe he prided himself on, yeah. hey, you know what? I'm going to let Samoa Joe jump on me down a flight of stairs. Oh I'm gonna let, that really happened. And in TNA and for so, a crowd of 250 people, this was at a big of well <laughs> TNA big event. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, that he was doing that stuff. I think he wanted to show I'm wrestling the the hottest guy around right now. I can do all this shit too. I'm just like Undertaker. I'll have these great matches in my old age. Uh, yeah. So like between this stuff happening with Sting, mm-hmm. which was it was really disturbing him, like breaking kayfabe and not running through an Irish whip. Well. Because he would, literally couldn't. Yeah. Like, his legs gave out. He's like... It was so, that power bomb, I think. So what happened was he were... took a second buckle bomb. Yeah. And his first one was normal. His second one, Seth had trouble getting yeah. him up. And then when he finally got him up, it was like, 
and still looks mm. a bit shaky. Hits the buckle bomb, and it didn't look too too bad when it happened, but I was watching the tape back, and people were saying that you could see Seth saying, that was me, or that yeah. one's on me. But I think some people were saying, like, he was saying, clothesline me. So it's not like, yeah. it's uh, it's that Browder footage. You have to But you could see down. his sting was shaking. He was holding the ropes and like, I'm hurt, mm-hmm. man. And But he still was like, nope, I'm going to do this. Throw me in the ropes. My legs gave out. Yeah. And I was telling Chris and you and mm-hmm. Grim when it happened, I thought, this isn't a story because they're not filming Sting yeah. because the camera people are probably being told, like, if Sting's dead, we are not filming that. So get that camera on Seth. And mm. the little flashes of Prepare Sting. Prepare his here, music just in case. We'll, yes. we'll. <laughs> Those little flashes of Sting and like the actual doc in the ring with Sting. And I wonder if that was against their better judgment or disrespect for Sting, or maybe they actually did say, like, he might be okay, or yeah. maybe it is just like a, a Stinger. <laughs> yeah. But Sting probably just, I could imagine Sting just saying, like, fuck you i am finishing this i'm not gonna get carried out of here and there won't be an end to the main event i I am ending this. i mean it really reminded me of not quite not nearly as bad as this but like stone cold versus owen hart when uh, when stone cold had his like not he didn't get his neck broken but like close to it yeah close to it and they they still managed to work out a finish to the match because stone cold had to get the win yeah they still meant and like it was the worst roll up in history but this one was not that much better uh especially because yeah stings uh scorpion deathlock is already not looking super great it's not good when he is in good health yeah and yeah when he's like yeah when he's got the wind knocked out of him and possibly a career-ending injury yeah possibly concussed maybe like a hemorrhage disc or something who knows and and yeah, his legs are getting free, and I don't know if they definitely were like, "We are ending this now," yeah. because the pay per view definitely ended like five minutes early at mm-hmm. least. So they were they definitely go into the ending sequence, and then either the plan was for him to get to the ropes and then escape, or he just like said, "This is a shitty Scorpion Deathlock, and we need to reset it." So yeah. I'm going to the ropes. <laughs> okay, you're doing it again. I'm just going to roll you up. Like, let's just end yeah. this. Or I could also see Seth winning that match because, through a roll-up in the script because mm-hmm. that's the sneaky way to do it. Yeah. Though it's, though I would also see him just like, yeah, it's time for a pedigree. Boom, done. You're, I won Sting. I do wonder if, like, if, if this isn't some, like, elaborate uh, work that they put together. Uh, I want and, it to and, be true. Like then, I don't know if Sting ever gets in the ring again because this kind of it also reminds me of Jerry Lawler, where it's like mm. Lawler had a heart attack. He might he'll, he'll wrestle in Memphis all he wants, but WWE yeah. is never going to put a guy that looked that almost died on TV in a match mm-hmm. again. This guy who almost like had to be carted out at the end of a match. Yeah, I mean that is a massive risk for them. Yeah. Massive risk, like just for their, you know, it really hurt them. It hurt Owen more, but what I'm what I mean is that. The Owen Hart thing really hurt their reputation for a long time. Just the idea, and they're they are damn lucky mm. they didn't film him die. Yeah. They are they are so lucky. The timing of that sequence, yeah. the lucky is such a you know what I mean. Yeah. It was it could have been even worse for them that they they could have easily filmed his death and mm-hmm. broadcast it live on pay per view. Yeah. And that's the same. That's was the line they were skirting up to a sting too that. Yeah. What if that had been like an inch worse or whatever? Mm. Like he could have died or he could have been yeah. paralyzed. And and part of that is I I want to see these these icons wrestle forever. 
because I love seeing it. Yeah. But there does come a certain point when you have to say, like, you're too old and we are risking, we are not responsible if we do this. Yeah, just, just he can still be on TV. He could be the commissioner or he yeah. can uh, be in backstage skits and talking about the new toys and how great they are. Or he like, can just be in, like, just have a five-minute squash with Bo Dallas or something, yeah. you know? Just But... I think this. I said this in my predictions, and I think and I do still think it's true. I think this was just something for his bucket list. This, yeah. the but now Sting can check off and say I wrestled for the WWE Championship, yeah. and I never in, the, did in that. the actual main event of a show. In an actual, I main evented a pay per view for the WWE Championship, and I've wrestled on Raw. I've now done everything. Yeah. Time to end it, mm-hmm. and. I really hope we haven't seen his last match. He should his farewell should be in Dallas at at the at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. That should be his last match. And the fact they didn't show him, mm-hmm. like you didn't even see once the pin was over, like get Sting out of there and do yeah. not film him. That's yeah. well, we have to, to the, we have to bring two guys that the audience is kind of a, oh, uh, ambivalent to boy. to finish out this show. What Sheamus, an ambivalent? Ending. Yeah, the Sheamus stuff. Uh, I hate like how stupid referees are when they get the briefcase mm-hmm. like what do I what do you want me to do with this like the transfer of the briefcase to having the bell rung seems to be the longest in the it's, world yeah it's like, it seems to take like a five minute process of you have to ask three times and be like well do you really though yeah are okay sh- well sure? i will now slowly yeah. walk over to the bell keeper and they I- should have like if they want to have a, like a real reason a kayfabe reason for that mm-hmm. have them like the sign the contract has to be signed so it's like a 10 second process yeah. and it's like that that ten seconds is where people will get attacked but when the first when the earliest money in the bank briefcases were just mm-hmm. say cm punk running to the ring with a ref and saying Immediately ring that bell. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Pin the end. Just fucking do that, yeah. man. Like, it can't. And But the, when you say predictable, it was predict. They telegraphed it so hard that he would cash in that you yeah. knew he wouldn't or yeah. he'd fail yeah. in doing so. But if Kane had just waited, like, if Kane wanted to fuck with people, wait, wait for the three match seconds for the match to officially start and then have the pyro yeah. go off. Yeah. That was annoying. That was like that was two annoying things. One, oh, the Seamus music. Here's Seamus, and you're just thinking to yourself, okay, what's the next thing? And then you hear, yeah. you're like, no, not. This but now guy. he's got the mask on again, which is like, this better be his last run because it, it's that- just it's been it. I don't know. His character has not been interesting for a while. Yeah. And- the other times I've seen the Demon Kane, I'd have at least thought like, this is a different character, the Demon yeah. Kane. This time it is a guy cosplaying. This is Glenn Jacobs cosplaying. Yeah, like, and and also, I stick by with what I heard on on another podcast. And this writer David Shoemaker, David mm-hmm. Shoemaker says, which is, he is way scarier when he looks like your pissed off friend's dad. Yeah. No, not, we've talked about that. He looks like yeah. the guy running someone off of He's his like, lawn. Get the he, fuck out of here. You're not playing hockey on my street. Yeah. Get out of here, man. It's four in the morning. <laughs> He's like shaking a baseball bat or a shotgun. I haven't even had time to put my shirt on. Exactly. That's scary. Not yeah. a dude with a wig on, yeah. a wig and a, a car film mask. Yeah. I guess it's Halloween time, so it's time for yeah. time for the Demon Kane to be back. And yeah. So now we're just going to get Seth and the Demon Kane as a main well, event. I think the reason they're going to go with that next month is because the, the other, real main event, the big thing, month. the big reveal during this entire pay-per-view, which was during this weird like pre-taped ad, so mm-hmm. I don't even know if people in the arena saw it, but yeah, next pay-per-view, Hell in a Cell, Brock Lesnar versus uh, Undertaker what, in what they say is their final match. That was such a weird way to do that because all those announcements 
would have made an amazing Raw reveal. Yeah. But to instead have just an okay Paul Heyman voiceover commercial that's really just says, subscribe to the WWE yeah. Network. Don't let, don't stop subscribing next month. Yeah. But those are all good reasons. Like the now, the podcast, I want to. I, I want that. That podcast is almost main event for me, man. Yeah. Like just hearing Brock Lesnar never does interviews for anything. Yeah. And that Stone Cold and Brock, like they have their own history yeah, together. That, yeah. Just them talking and that Brock, Brock also, he doesn't get written by people. Like he, yeah. he probably has this rule of like, your writers don't touch me. And I say what the fuck I feel like saying. Yeah. Well, Paul do it and Paul's not going to listen to you. So yeah, there we go. Paul's a better writer than you and he'll write my words for me. So <laughs> go to hell. But I really wish he wasn't facing Big Show. Face Cesaro. Yeah. Face, uh, but Bo Dallas like, is what I thought they were going to do because like, he yeah. obliterated Bo Dallas a few weeks ago. And that's like... I don't know. Bo, Bo-, Bo- is great at getting beat up by mm. legends, and He's like, basically Kofi again. Yeah. You know, it's just. And the last time we had Big Show Brock, it was yeah. probably one of Brock's worst matches since he returned. No, it probably it is. It is yeah. like I mean, well, Undertaker was at least all that fucking ta- yeah. They had to do all that chair shit just to cover for the fact that they can't really wrestle. Yeah. And what what is Brock going to do? Like even three? If he does three German suplex, if he does two German yeah. suplexes to Big Show, I'll be impressed. Yeah, but, I guess that's what, like. The last time he fought uh, Big Show was like pre Suplex City, so but now that they they emphasize that, I think that <sighs> that's an interesting perspective. Is this is Big Show getting suplexed to hell? I suppose if they can, yeah. but him and Big Show at least have a history, but one that WWE yeah. won't really recognize. They won't say like, hey, you know, ten years ago. Paul Heyman turned on Brock Lesnar yeah. and worked with Big Show and helped Brock Lesnar lose his first ever match. Like I think it was that MSG, so maybe yeah, they, bring that up. they have real MSG history there. So at least there's that. But yeah, they probably won't. Uh, use the that though, at all. same with I told told you guys this will be the second Hell in the Cell for Taker and Lesnar, mm-hmm. but the, WWE probably won't recognize that either because it is a bloody as hell match, huh. and um and Brock uh, and it's uh taker american badass which wwe doesn't like to recognize as much either mm. but guys go to the network look up that hell in the cell match yeah. it that was i think to me that was the match that made brock lesnar to me as the monster because he always looked like the monster he beat the rock sure that was great but taker was the big deal and he i think he was the he beat taker in taker's match mm-hmm. the hell in the cell and made him bleed like a stuffed pig. Mm-hmm. It was. It's a great match. Look it up, guys. All right, so uh, that'll do it for Cheap Popcast episode number fifty nine. Uh, Henry, thanks for being on. Um, yeah. I know that there's a lot of laser time stuff that you're way better at plugging than me. So well, talk about them. <laughs> well, first off, guys, go to Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime. That's the easiest way to help us out and uh, and support this and so many other shows. And if you give to the $10 level, you get a bi-weekly commentary on classic pro yeah. wrestling matches. Uh, and then there's, of course, our marquee show, Laser Time, which I think uh, we just did one recently that you hosted, Dave. Or yeah, maybe about uh, uh, new the team. first shows yeah. that have aired on networks. And I also did one about scandals where we touched lightly on Hulk Hogan, but uh. not really. And uh, also, there's Cape Crisis, my comic book show I do every week, uh, where we talk about the newest deals and um, events in the world of comic books. There's also um, a video game apocalypse, which you and I mm-hmm. both do quite often, and uh, the, we talk about all the big news in the video game world. And there's VG Empire, the video game music podcast, just had its 100th episode, a great show. I guess Rocktober is mm-hmm. coming soon. I don't know what uh, I don't know what Brett has planned for that, mm-hmm. if anything. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but... Uh, 
Uh, yeah, so there's all those great things in the YouTubes and the and Twitch. Our Twitch yeah. streams every th- uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 3 p.m. Pacific time. Boy, oh boy. Top 7s on Tuesdays and uh, Ranked Lists on Wednesdays and Wrestler oh, Theme Fridays. Yeah. Uh, what is Sting's best theme? You'd have to go to lasertimepodcast.com yeah. to find and- out. You can find the same out that answer for the Undertaker as well, and also Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of wrestling themes, as we close every episode, we uh, reward the winner of the previous month's predictions contests by playing the, the theme of their choosing. Uh, so, amongst us, the uh, Laser Time editors, uh, Henry, you uh, won with the uh, SummerSlam. You yeah. got six out of ten. All right. And Brett got five. I got four. And Chris got two. <laughs> uh, but I think I, I think I won with Night of Champions because you made I one fa- prediction that was not a prediction. I was you- so busy bitching about uh, Dolph versus Rusev yeah, that I didn't even say who would win. Yeah. And that I think no, bad, yeah. And none of us got the Dudleys right. But I think besides that, I got everything else. Yeah. Um, so the winner amongst the commenters was Camito, who shows uh, a theme I really like. I think I've used it at as, as a break before, but uh, haven't closed out with it. It's Pentagon Junior's Lucha Underground theme. Pentagon uh, Junior is one of the coolest guys in. I love him. Man. He like you talk about Kane being kind of cheesy. Pentagon Junior is like legit scary as a mm-hmm. character. Oh, God, I, I want Lucha Underground to come back. I hope it it was too. the best wrestling on TV. It really was, man. Uh, oh, by the way, guys, a quick thing. In NXT, this week is the premiere of uh, formerly Kana, the Japanese uh, pro wrestling lady. And her name is Asuka, mm-hmm. not Asuka. The ooh is quiet. Same with, you know, Shinsuke Nakamura, my mm-hmm. favorite dudes. It is not Shinsuke, Shinsuke. Just let me, let, I just want to <laughs> give you guys an FYI. All right, so playing us out is Pentagon Jr.'s Lucha Underground theme. We'll be back in two weeks with uh, talk about that MSG event. Bye. Bye.